We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Stacy Dales, NFL Network correspondent. Here at Hallis Hall, as expected, continued buzz around the quarterbacks, especially when it comes to the 11th overall pick, Justin Fields. Breaking down the latest from the Bears beat and news from around the NFL. George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears have a lot of digging to do. They need to do a good job this time around. New head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. Where, where do we even start? Start at HITS? Do we start at the HITS acronym? Former WNBA All-Star. And the ball stolen away. Didn't see her coming, and Perkins gets the clean steal over to Dale's easy land. Stacy Dales off a beautiful feed from Elaine Powell. Stacy Dales with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. It's always a lot of fun to talk to Stacey Dales, and she joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Stacy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mully and Haw. I'm doing well. I'm getting ready to head to Philadelphia today for Championship Wednesday uh, tomorrow, and some coverage midweek and then I'll be back for the NFC championship on the weekend. And you you were in Philly, right? Did you not cover the uh the uh the game that got him here, the victory over the Giants? I did. I was there Saturday night for that game, Molly, and uh you know, I really just think the four best teams are still standing and that's how it should be. You know, there were no flukes <laughs> for each right. team to get into the thing and on the AFC side and the NFC side. So I, I, gosh, uh, this NFC championship game, I just feel like it's so even. But then you have an oddball quarterback in, in Brock Purdy, and, and now we're all looking at these two teams and their defenses and thinking, how the hell is he going to get through this game against that defense on Sunday? So I, it's a great storyline, and I can't wait, actually. It's going to be an awesome championship. Well, it's a great story. It is. But I think when you look at what's next for him, the challenge has never been this great. He's on the road, hostile environment, and that defense is – sometimes overshadowed by the offense in Jalen Hurts. And I just wondered if you're the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, and he will be as prepared as any head coach will be for this weekend, what do you think will be the points of emphasis for trying to keep Brock Purdy, um, whether it's protecting him in the pocket or just making sure that he steers straight as much as he has and not been it, he's not turned the ball over. And that's been the biggest thing that he's done well. Well, that's the whole thing, David. It's it's going to be ball security, which is it always comes down to in these big games. Uh, he's thrown, he's undefeated. First of all, six and zero, I believe now, uh, which is nuts. And I think it's a testament to the head coach, which is why these head coaching searches take so long, 
because if you don't have a Kyle Shanahan, uh, you're going to be going through the revolving door. Uh, 13 touchdowns to four picks this season. Now, here's the problem. I don't, I don't think he's seen a defense like this. Uh, I certainly haven't, with the exception of the 49ers. Um, what they do in Philly is they rush with four, which sounds really simple, but they rotate those guys and why they had four players with double-digit sack numbers, which has never been done in the NFL in the history, I believe, of the league. So um, they come in in waves. So they never get tired. They're just coming up. And, and what it does is it, it's very obviously clear. It en- enables coverage to be so profoundly strong that they force turnovers. <clears throat> like Daniel Jones last weekend, coming into the game, he had eight giveaways all year for the Giants. And they forced him into a, a Bradbury uh, pick. So, like, Brock Purdy does not throw into tight windows. Jalen Hurts does. Brock Purdy, you know, Kyle gets him in space with the football. And so, or they run it. <laughs> so, like, he, he cannot turn the ball over in that environment because either the defense will go and score or Jalen Hurts is going to get the football, who is 100% without limitations. And I, I was, you know, kind of fascinated all week last week covering this team because I was told internally, like, he's good to go. And then there were all these sort of, you know, superfluous stories of he's not ready, he's not 100%. Well, he comes in and throws like a dime in a tight window uh, to march down the field and score on his first drive. Like he has no limitations and he's good to go, which is a scary sort of thing for the opposition. Um, And they're pretty healthy, the Eagles. So that's a great thing for them. Well, they barely played, right? I mean, they, they had the bye week, and then they come out last week, and they did they even play the full game? I think they got a chance to rest. Every, they were so far ahead. They they had the first uh, – four of the first five drives covered 70 yards or something. I mean, it was – that was as thorough a beating as you're going to see. And now, I mean, the Niners are a very physical team, but they got across the continent, and, and that's the early game. I, I just feel like – there's a lot of – there'll be no excuses for Philadelphia if they don't win the game. Yeah, I – you know, Molly, I agree. What's really been interesting is to listen to Nick Sirianni talk about Jalen Hurts. And you guys know that I've I've looked at Justin Fields and as he enters his third year, and I, I keep saying they need to find this Jalen Hurts model. Yeah. Um, it's stunning what he's done from year one to year two to year three. And he has some good coaching, obviously, there in in Philadelphia. And not just with the head coach, but the offensive coordinator. But, like, hearing from Nick Sirianni this week, everybody kind of laughed when he compared Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan, which wasn't – it's not obviously the championships and all that stuff, but it's this – the undying will to win that he has and all the steps he's willing to take and he took each offseason – to get to this point. And he's only in his third year. He's like, what, 24 years old? Yeah. He acts like he's, he, he's like 24 going on 40. And he's never changes. His work ethic is dynamic. His leadership in the locker room is, I mean, this is going to be, to me, after learning about him, especially this year, a generational quarterback. And because of, because of the, the, the things that his teammates described to me and, like how he galvanizes the defense, not just the offense. Like, to, you know, I'm standing in Darius Slave's locker, who's obviously a really good defensive back in the NFL and has been for a decade. 
and he's joking and we're not condoning violence because he's joking to me, but he's like, I'll punch a guy in the face for that dude. Like they have his back in every realm. And what's really interesting to me, when you look at these four stand, last team standing, they all believe that about their quarterback, but the one we don't really know about is Brock Purdy, like Patrick Mahomes, generational. How many, like five, what is it? Five straight AFC championships or something like that. Yep. It's, it's crazy. And then you have obviously Joe Burrow, who, I mean, this is a this is a Tom Brady in the in the making right here. And then you have Jalen Hurts, who uh, is his head coach is comparing him to Michael Jordan because of his undying will to win and his competitiveness. That there's like this inferno burning inside of him. And then you have Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just am so impressed with Jalen Hurts. Uh, he, he's just physically dynamic he's he can run it he can throw it he can throw into tight windows i'm talking when when it's mono a mono and his receiver gets it and then they get separation this eagles team to me is the most complete team left standing and uh you know we'll see if they come out and play like that on sunday so stacy's also have covered both teams in the afc championship game familiar with the bengals and the chiefs certainly we talk about the quarterbacks but if there was going to be one key aspect of that game that might surprise some people. That might be an overlooked element that contributes or helps dictate the outcome. What might that be? Um, I think it's the, the Cincinnati defense. They're really good. And I was not shocked with the performance that we saw against Buffalo. Joe is playing his best football, arguably, maybe even better than their Super Bowl run last year. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals defense is vastly underrated. Like, I had them um, in their, you know, wild card game to advance and <clears throat> being in their locker room, talking to their defensive players, they are so turnover um, sound and opportunistic. And, and Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. We don't know how severe it is. He's, he's playing it down. Um, but high ankle sprains are no joke. I'm sure he'll be ready to roll and come out there, but he, he couldn't really operate like himself. And I think he's brilliant. He's a magician back there. But this defense is really good. And I think that, you know, people need to be on high alert for how opportunistic they are. They're really good up front. They make things messy for the quarterback. And the back end is really tight. Their secondary is really a close group. They have no – they feel underrated, which always is always interesting because – the Eagles are the same. You know, I'm standing with Dallas Goddard in his locker after their win on the weekend, and he, he literally told me, we feel like we're the underdog most of the time we take the field. And when I was in the Cincinnati locker room after their win to advance, um, their defensive players told me, we feel so underrated. I mean, Jesse Bates was like, nobody – I'm staring at him, and he's like, nobody believes in us. We don't have all pros on this team. We, we weren't given all those titles. That, that, that combination with such a good brotherhood is a team that might just go and beat the, uh, the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So I would, I would definitely, on a big picture level, David, think that would be something I would be watching. Yeah, you know, I, I think with Mahomes compromised and, and whether anyone wants to admit it or not, if he has a high ankle sprain, there mm-hmm. is no way that he is not – he's going to be able to play – in the fashion in which he did most of the year. You know, that is an injury that takes kind of a minimum of six weeks. I, I, I just think that's a really tough injury for a quarterback. I know he can throw from all over the place, but if you watched him in that game, 
you know, when he didn't have his leg underneath him, he was he was throwing short sometimes. I mean, I don't care how strong your arm is, you need your legs to be an NFL quarterback. So I yeah. I would I would think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it, it, I've had a high ankle sprain, and I'm not oh. Patrick Mahomes, and I don't. And I'm telling you, it is depends on the grade, Molly. So obviously, right. you have a grade one, grade two, grade three. So grade one would be a strain; nothing is torn, right? So those ligaments are like pissed off at you. And then when you get into the grade two, now you're talking partial tears. So now you're you're you know you mentioned six weeks now those weak numbers start to go up and then a grade three is obviously a full tear i've had a grade two and i couldn't walk for two months basically i had to it was really hard and that ankle still isn't right it never has been but i'm not you know i'm not an nfl player if it's a grade one which again we don't know then you know he's 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 probably able to move around maybe some still some swelling in there but I'm thinking maybe like just over a week to two weeks, maybe. So listen, I'm not a doctor. I I was a former athlete. The high ankle sprains are the worst because they're connected to so many upper parts of your, your lower leg as far as the muscles and and the bones. And yeah, I mean, he looked a bit peg legged in their win to advance and which against Jacksonville. And I, I I don't want to read too much into it because maybe he's, he's better than he, maybe he is as good as he's, you know, acting like he is, but that Cincinnati defense is really good. I mean, with Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson is no joke. DJ readers having just an unbelievable season and their, their secondary is awesome. Like they're really good. So I, I think it's just, this isn't good. This is going to be a tough game at home for Kansas city. There's no doubt about it. Stacy, take a step back and you look at, there's still five head coaching openings and the guys getting the, the hardest looks, longest looks, are offensive-minded guys. I know Dan Quinn might be the exception, but the rule has been, and it continues to be, if you are an offensive-minded uh, candidate, if you are an offensive yeah. coordinator that is hot, you're going to get a head coaching job. And here we are in Chicago, and we know what they did with Matt Eberflus and why. But when you look around the league, why do you think this continues to be such a trend, and how is that going to be dictated in the dominoes that begin to fall when the most uh, – proven offensive-minded guy, Sean Payton, finally takes a job? Yeah, great question, David. I, I think when you see quarterbacks in the NFL have success, you automatically defer to their offensive coordinator, possibly their head coach, who may be an offensive-minded head coach, and the quarterback's coach, which I think is why you see all of these interviews um, take place and why these offensive coordinators' names continue to buzz. We talk about Mike Kafka. Well, he just worked with Brian Dable and has worked in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Uh, he left Kansas City to go to New York to the Giants and work with Brian Dable, who is a quarterback whisperer. So there is an obvious correlation to the success of the quarterback and the ultimate success of the franchise. Because if the quarterback struggles, you're not lasting. I mean, that's just the way the NFL is. You have to have a sustainable quarterback. You, I mean, look at Dallas. We're questioning Dak Prescott now, and now we're questioning Mike McCarthy. Should Mike McCarthy stay in Dallas? Because Dak apparently underachieved he lost <laughs> so it, it, if the quarterback loses the, the the coaches struggle if the quarterback wins the coaches do well so Mike Kaff is going to get all these interviews now because Brian Dable and him had what a brilliant year with Daniel Jones who had the best numbers of his for in his fourth year of his career he stopped turning the ball over like look at Brian Dable Brian Dable leaves Buffalo and guess what 
um, you know, no offense to Ken Dorsey, who's their offensive coordinator, but guess what jo- uh, Josh Allen did all year? He turned the ball over. He was the most turnover-prone quarterback in football. And Brian Dable goes in year one to the New York football giants, and Daniel Jones is suddenly – he's been whispered into greatness. Like, I, it's to me, that's why you see it. Brian Callahan is the offensive coordinator right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's been there for four seasons. He's been there with Zach Taylor. He's going to get some major – head coaching opportunities because the quarterback does so well, but he happens to be Joe Burrow. So that's the correlation there. I think Sean Payton is a brilliant coach, which is why everybody is down on their knees begging for him to take over. And like having covered him for many years, I've been in the league for 14 years. Sean Payton has coached a lot longer than I've covered football, but being around him, talking to him, listening to him, seeing that he is able to, oh, Drew Brees is hurt, Teddy Bridgewater's in, he wins. Oh, Teddy's hurt, Zach, or Taysom Hill's in, he wins. Like, he, he, he scheme coaches, which is he looks at what the other defense does, and he says, oh, you're not going to let us throw it deep. Okay, we're going to win with a short game. Oh, you're not going to let us win with a short game. We're going to win on the ground. He's so gifted, and that's why he is the hottest commodity. But then I went, I covered the Saints this year. Dennis Allen is their head coach. Dennis is awesome. I, I love Dennis. But Sean Payton leaving, this team didn't make the playoffs because something changed with the, the levels of discipline within their structure because Sean Payton holds the tightest, tightest, um, whatever you want to call it, um, in-house, uh, like Bill Belichick, like they're going to run things. They call it the, you know, the, the Patriots way. Well, it's the Sean Payton way. So wherever he goes, he's going to win and he's going to create an atmosphere that is absolutely formulated on a foundation of discipline and tightness. And this is how we do things. And this is the ship that I run. So that, I think Denver would be the best fit for him, but that's all for Sean Payton to decide. We talked about a, a little bit earlier, Stacy, that you came out of last weekend, and you know I think the Jacksonville Jaguars were delighted. They just they they gave the Chiefs a game. They got as far as they could. They they were delighted about it. I think that the Giants, the way they lost, a lot of their fans were upset, and there there's not a real feel good despite a good season. But for Dallas, for Buffalo, that's like a disaster. You come out of that and you feel going in that you're going to get there and now you feel like, what the heck's wrong with us? We're never going to get there. I, I just think that – I don't know that there'll be that bad an outcome uh, in, in this weekend that you'll get from uh, – maybe if Philadelphia loses, they'll wonder if they'll ever going to get there. But I, I don't think uh, – I think the, the worst losses so far have been for Dallas and for Buffalo. I could not agree more with you, Molly. I could not. Um, The Dallas one, like, their defense is so good. Micah Parsons is so freaking good. It's the way they use him, the way Dan has used him. And I think Dan is, Quinn is such a great defensive coordinator. And, again, you know, if a team wants to interview him and he'll get – he's obviously gotten plenty of attention in the coaching cycle. Whether he wants to leave or stay – um, obviously impacts to me Mike McCarthy, but 
Yeah, that's a devastating loss because of the talent they have. Now, Pollard going out in that game was significant. He was right. He's their best running back. So that, that really impacted them offensively more than – it's amazing how we undervalue running backs, but then when they, not, when they don't play, how their offense changes. Like, I mean, come on, can we give some respect to the running backs? Tony Pollard's a really, really – gifted runner and he's really smart runner and that was a huge injury for them in that game so I think it affected them but the Buffalo Bills to me you guys and I don't know if you agree with this but I think this was their end I think this was the the fitting end for them because the emotions they've been through because of the young man Damar Hamlin I I was surprised they made it through last weekend they are so emotionally depleted in a beautiful way because of what they've gone through. I mean, their teammate almost lost his life three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and they're just pushing through every week. I mean, they, 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 and then the, all the stuff they've been through displaced a couple times because of weather in Buffalo. I had their game here in Chicago. They couldn't get back. They couldn't fly back because there was an ordinance in Buffalo, you're not allowed to drive. So they had to fly into a different airport. They had to bus it back. They weren't even allowed to do that, but they did it the next day. Like, they, then they were displaced over Thanksgiving, if you recall, which I did their game in, in Detroit. They, right. they had, they, they, the week before that, they, were, they had to change their travel plans because of snow. Then they lost Vaughn Miller. And, and I was at that game in, in Thanksgiving, and he gets hurt. And you could just feel this diffusion in their locker room despite winning that game. So, like, the adversity that Buffalo Bills had been through all year long, I was really honestly surprised they made it to this point, the divisional round. And uh, I, I just give a lot of credit to Sean McDermott, their head coach, because he kept the thing together the whole time. <laughs> but that was a lot. And then the DeMar Hamlin stuff was so hard for them to deal with and for understandable reasons. Hey, Stacy, thanks a ton. Really appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Safe travels. Of course. See you guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.